Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Voice Notes Unscripted podcast, episode number six. Me and Stu are back with you today. Stu, how are you doing? Doing very well, thank you, and I'm fucking super excited to get this episode underway. I've been I've been thinking about it like all week. Like we had such a good episode last week. I was like mm. buzzing to get back in get back in the mix of it. It was a fireball last week. It was, mate. We're coming at it from all kinds of angles. So then, mate, so we've we've what? we've we've had a request, haven't we, mate, this week? Um, so very, very kindly we'd like to thank him as well. So Kenny's asked us to speak about um a certain topic in particular this week um which was kind of sleep and routine so we're going to be talking a little bit about that and kind of our thoughts our experiences uh, a little bit of our knowledge on that um we're definitely going to reference the places for you guys to go and like like if you are enjoying the information on sleep a couple of references for you guys to go and listen to or read just because i think that's probably where a lot of our knowledge has come from um and obviously we you know we're not like sleep doctors or anything so we just want to kind of relay some useful information um but also a couple of good sources where if you do want to delve a bit deeper there's some places you can go and uh check out as well yeah for sure i think it's super important to mention that like the information, a lot of the information you're going to hear from us and any other content you consume is probably going to be the same fundamental principles. But the way that like certain people explain things, it just resonates and hits home for, for you sometimes. Like one person can tell you the exact same thing as another person, but they just coat it in a slightly different way. Maybe you relate to them a little bit more and then it hits home and kind of like us giving you our personal stories and how it affects us i think that's just so important so you can kind of like see real life effects kind of get away from the lab laboratory side of things and more into the real life like purposeful kind of things um i think we'll start off with routine today okay and uh I've, mate, i'm fucking i'm hot on this one at the moment i've done just done a, dropped a little video on it um and kind of like i like to basically start off by saying like routine is a superpower I'm super big into a almost defined as rigid routine. I really do think that you can compound so many little wins towards kind of goals, as we were saying last week, by just simply structuring a good routine and sleep definitely piggybacks into this. Mm. Um, but we'll kind of end on that so we can transition into sleep. But routine is what I'm going to say. It's basically everyone's got a routine, right? So... We've all got a morning routine. You can take me. I have a maybe a slightly more modern productivity-based routine where I start, try and do some like self-care stuff. But even if you take like a 70-year-old woman, she's still got a morning routine. It's just totally different. So it's like she's not might not acknowledge it's a routine, but she probably does the same things every morning. It's just that she's not actively optimizing it for any specific purpose. And I really, 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 really think that there's so much left on the table just by like just by tacking a thing a thing or two on that you want to kind of see an improvement on in your life like maybe your morning routine is you brush your teeth and then you do 10 press ups like for a beginner for a beginner or someone who wants to implement like incidental training like those kind of little opportunities have so much so much potential but what I wanted to start with, Rory, because it's on trend. Do you have a specific morning routine or anything that you could name? Or is it kind of like you just kind of take it as is? So interesting, mate. So a little bit of a, I suppose, a little bit of kind of like how I see a morning routine. So yeah, yeah. if my, so 
if my day started at and Joe, you know it, it might it might start from these times like in the not too far distant future um or at some point in my life but like my working day doesn't really start at like eight nine a.m mm-hmm. as you know like my my day starts at six you know I'm, I'm at the gym for six so like i almost don't have that much time in the morning so i'll get up at five um and then like i'll obviously like get ready for work like brush teeth etc all that kind of basic stuff and then i will make a smoothie which is probably where the morning routine starts um and just so everyone knows well like like I wake up, I generally wake up to like a soft alarm, which is a bit important part of my routine. Like I try not to set an alarm where I'm like, oh my God, what is that noise? Mm-hmm. I try to set an alarm that's very soft. It's very peaceful waking. Um, and also I've got a Lumi light. So it's literally like, I bought it for like 25 pound, like three years ago off Amazon. So in the winter, because it's dark at that time, it lights up the room. So again, this will tie into the sleep a bit more in a bit, but basically yep. like I try and have like a good waking up experience and, and flipping out. Like I'm going to be honest, mate, like I am not someone who wakes up in the week and like jumps out of bed. Like I'm just not that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I still feel groggy sometimes in the morning. I still feel like I could easily do an extra hour or two, but I don't feel like awful. Uh, and I, I testament that to like having that like wake up and then obviously it's get ready smoothie uh, my commutes like 25 minutes to the gym so um what i'll do is i'll leave about half past and then on my way i will listen to either like some music if i feel like i've got like if a lot swirling in my head and yeah. i'm not being very receptive to like information i'll try and like listen to some music just some like m- enjoyable like music to drive to but if i'm sort of in the mood to like learn and stuff i'll listen to like a podcast um and that's kind of my morning routine then my working day starts at 6 so it's not a very like i don't do a lot in the morning but it, it just works for me um and for me like again we'll say it's in the sleep bit like could i get up 20 minutes 30 minutes earlier and do some more of like the stuff maybe you're going to talk about maybe um but for me like i found actually like that compromises my sleep routine and actually the priority is getting seven hours doing that really quick routine and then starting the day um but let's let's hear yours mate because obviously i know yours is probably going to be a little bit different to mine you'd be shocked actually so mine is ridiculously similar to yours so i get up between five and half five and fuck it we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just delve into sleep because the, the overlaps too much already but so what you said that the, the soft wake up it baffles me and it's because it's not like a common thing to do i don't think but it does baffle me that more people don't implement the soft wake up because mm. there's nothing worse in my opinion than like there's this horrible you'll probably know it's like an iphone alarm sound and you just go yeah and it's it's like stress inducing if you have that experience and that's been your alarm and you hear that sound just like on a youtube video like if you you literally get your back up it's like it makes me feel like tense just for a second but i'm i think to myself why would you force yourself to wake up to something that's so stressful when you could just do it in such a nicer way yeah i think a lot of people don't think about this and you've got your loomy light but um there's an app I use. It's called Sleep Cycle. Uh, yeah, it's quite yeah, clever. Yeah, I use I use the alarms on Sleep Cycle. Yeah, me too. Me too. And really good. Just for the just for the uninitiated. So it's an alarm app, but it's quite clever because it's got 
it uses your phone's microphone to detect kind of like the ongoings of your sleep. So what do I mean by that? It, it, it will pick up if you're snoring, if you're talking and stuff like that. But the main feature of that is it kind of hears when you're rustling around and making like noise specifically towards when your alarm set. So basically, if you're moving around, it kind of means you're in a light asleep. So what that will do, it will use that moment of the light asleep to slowly bring in the alarm during like a, like a 30 minute period. So if you've set your alarm for half five, it could wake you up between five and half five. And it will wait to try and hear you making some form of light noise. And then it will slowly bring in the alarm sound. And it's, it's a gentle alarm, but that wakes you up calmly and at a good time. Because a lot of people make the mistake of just setting their alarm at like half five. And you could be in the middle of like the deepest sleep ever. And then that's when you wake up and think, you know. Like, I, I, do you reckon that's had a positive effect on your life? Like, in just implementing that? Yeah, yeah, 100%, mate. Um, and again, like, well, uh, like, mate, we, we love talking about sleep. We probably love talking about sleep more than routine. So we'll try not to go too hard into it, like, yet. Um, but yeah, like, that's, I think the morning routine is, like, again, not, like, having a pleasant waking up experience. And you know what, as well, there's probably people listening to this thinking, what the fuck are these two on about? Like, they're probably thinking, like, these two guys, they're weird. Like, but trust me, like, if you're aggy, stressed, cheesed off all the time, bad mood, triggered, trust me, you'll be amazed. Um, a little change like that, what it might do for the start of your day. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's a little bit like, for me, like, you know, when you, you know, break up for a holiday, like you wouldn't like you break up for a holiday you want to relax the last thing you you need is like something to, to like really stress you out and like really like kind of put you in that sort of like sympathetic like nervous mm. system state where like your kind of adrenaline's going and that's like if you read like some bits about the morning thing that's what people do like they you know go to bed like you know not get enough sleep go to bed alcohol like bad food have a rubbing night's sleep and then not only that the cherry on the top is they wake up to the most horrible alarm ever yeah so and like, it's just it's crazy it's, it's a like, cascade of, of madness it is it is but again what i do sympathize because like if you never really take a step back and look at it you probably think to yourself like it's just normal and it is normal but like sometimes breaking out of the normal and just thinking outside the box can have a massive effect but mm. just to quickly finish off on my morning routine i'm like you so because I get up so early, I try and be in work for about half six, between yeah. half six and seven. That gives us that gives us a little bit of a problem there because I'm in that mode of like I'm up now, so I want to get to work ASAP and just like let's let's attack the day. But I do think there's something to be said about taking that five ten minutes or like let's say twenty minutes after your shower or whatever, just to kind of like set your intention and slow down like you don't need to be rush 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 like you were just saying i think that maybe going like trying to get out the door as quick as possible is getting you in that more stressed out state initially so if you've mm. just got that 20 minutes in the morning where you're doing whatever like it could be like meditation which is kind of like a new age thing or maybe it's just in sitting down and enjoying a cup of tea but i really think that can like take you off the boil a little bit and allow you to just kind of think about the day ahead rather than just running sprinting straight into it and kind of you got a rough idea but like slowing down a little bit just like might allow you to take a bigger 
la- look at the landscape that's in front of you. Like, I don't know if that's something you've considered because it is mate, difficult because you've definitely. got the sleep as well, haven't you? Definitely. Um, and I think as well, like, it, it, that then feeds into like the rest of your day. So then, like, you know, routine generally for most people, it's then going to be like a work block. And I think something that a lot of people really like and something that, like, you know, a lot of the productivity books and stuff will recommend is separating your kind of work time, your rest time, and like your play time. So, like, like work time obviously would be whatever hours you work or whatever hours you choose to work. Um, and having that as like set times and you in that time, that is what you do. You don't like, sort of mixing other activities so yeah. i think it's safe to be mate it's safe to say and i'm definitely guilty of this sometimes it's like when you're in a work block if you've not diarized that you can do 10 minutes of work 10 minutes of browsing 10 minutes of like listening to a podcast and kind of nothing really gets done like the work doesn't really get done properly or, or enough of it and then like you don't really take in from the podcast you're kind of wasting time scrolling not really so the idea behind that is it like splits it all so you've got time designated to different things um and i kind of try to i'll be interested to hear what what you do with this mate but like i generally try to like do my in-person stuff like between like six and like one so six in the morning till about 1 p.m um sometimes it's 12 sometimes it's one sometimes it's two so it's that's kind of like work block um and then i'll try and have like half an hour maybe an hour in there for like for like some some lunch or my first meal of the day and like some coffee um and then like my training is then like two till kind of like three if you like half three and then like from half three to like evening it's like like work from my laptop so that's just how i split it and i think going forward i'd like to have more like not so much downtime but like more switch off points in there because i actually think Mm. i'd be more productive for it um and that's just how kind of my routine works for me but i've been just here like what your thoughts are mate but time blocks is how i've kind of tried to approach it yeah definitely i couldn't agree more i think there's something to be said and again a lot of people wouldn't have considered it in this way but i like to think of it morning ru- morning routine i.e morning and then you've got your work block which is going to be quite a significant block of the day like you're self-employed Rory. i work like a nine-to-five-esque job uh, and there are certain challenges there but then it's like uh, I have I then segment it into like a health block. I'm like, I might not yeah. be at the gym, but at least I'll be doing something for my physical body. And I like to because I sit down all day, I like to make sure that block gets in there every day just for that balance. So mm. I've been sitting down. I want to be able to open up evening time. We've got a um, got a bit of a question mark. It's either going to be a little bit of work and relaxation or fully relaxation. Now, I struggle with this. It's not something that I've got set in stone because there's a time to there is a time to get the graph done get ahead of everyone else and get the just put it in and there is a time to also come down the gears a little bit um so to what you were saying regarding the the kind of the work blocks i think it's really good um there's a, something called deep work it's very again in the productivity space deep work is this whole idea of that when we sit down to do work we're going to be doing like work concentrating fully on the task at hand no distractions so trying to minimize people talking to us trying to obviously it's a little bit different for rory to me because when i'm referring to this i'm sitting down at my computer working on a project or something of that nature but when i'm thinking of deep work i'm trying to get my head in a project as i say minimizing like meaning meaningless conversations taking my phone away from me um and just minimizing 
distractions really just to enable me to really allow my brain to get itself into the problem at hand and basically the the problem the problem deep work solves is this whole like task switching and for the uninitiated again it's task switching is basically like a mental tax so in rory's situation where he's saying 10 minutes he's doing like work and then 10 minutes he's on his phone and then 10 minutes to listen to a podcast like your brain is like overlapping on each of those 10 minute segments so like the 10 minutes you're doing the work and then you switch on to scrolling your phone like and then you go to listen to the podcast you while you listen to the podcast you're still thinking about the work and you're still thinking about all that information you've just seen on your phone mm. and the the time blocking it's basically trying to fix that problem and just allow your brain to like just chill out and just enjoy problem solving because ultimately i think like human beings are built to problem solve but in the modern day there's so much stimulation mm -hmm. that it's like it's hard to do so we actually ha have to have a little bit of a fight back against it and say right you know what let's fucking like let's just focus for once you know yeah mate 100 percent. and to me i'll sort of probably say with routine it's like no one like no one will know your own routine better than you like no one knows your own life better than you so you'll know what routine works and i think if you underpin it on the fact that you've got some exercise in there you've got a little bit of downtime in there you've got seven eight hours of sleep minimum in there and then build everything else around it like including work including other stuff but i think if you can do that and like into the time block thing you'll do really well but i think a few other little bits and probably the last couple of bits i'm gonna say on routine is like yep. that that kind of helped me is that like distractions so for example um like social media obviously being a big one so obviously social media is made to keep you on the app like we all know that so i highly recommend like having quite a minimal social media so only follow like accounts and stuff that you actually like that you actually are interested in so like if there's a lot of clutter on there like just don't follow it like don't follow it or like you may not have to unfollow it but you might just like put it on mute like there's a lot of accounts that you know i don't sort of um i don't dislike per se but like i just mute them because i've noticed for whatever reason it distracts me whether it distracts like a comparison thing whether it distracts like a productivity thing or it's just like not helpful to like almost like my day i'm i mute it and like that's really helpful so like when you open up social media if you're in that hole like there's less on there that can like engage you that's a massive one for me and also a second one which i think everyone should do mate and i think you do this as well is i have zero notifications i think the only thing i get notifications for is my like camera at home so like our blink cameras so like just and as well with the dog um if we go out we have a little camera for him so that's literally the only thing that i get notifications so whatsapp text literally like you know it might sound bad because i know people will say well, what if it's an emergency obviously people mm -hmm. can still ring me i'll just say if it's an emergency ring me because my phone has to ring but like i have no notifications so i have to go into whatsapp to see the messages or i have to go into uh, messages to see like uh iMessages, uh, emails everything and that's just because people's phones ping off all fucking day man and honestly like you'll like i remember i've been like like years ago i've been in a session and i've like had my phone in my pocket rather than my locker it's on silent i can feel it buzz or i can feel my watch buzz and then my brain's going 
oh, is that so-and-so? I asked him about this, asked him about that. So, like, it, it's, and it distracts your thoughts. So, for me, like, turn off all notifications and then you choose when to look at it. Like, that is a game-changer. Yeah, mate, I preach to the choir. Like, as you say, that is something that I do. Um, it kind of very much directly relates to what I was saying because if your notification goes off or, like, let's say you quickly glance at your phone and there's a couple of things on there, like, even though you've, it's literally been one, two seconds where you've looked at the phone and thought, oh, yeah, put it back in your pocket or away. Your brain's still working on that. So yeah. if your missus is texting, you think, oh, what's that about? What's that about? But you're trying to focus on, like, your client or you're trying to focus on your project. It, you can be 10 minutes down the line and your brain's still subconsciously trying to work that out. And it's a really dangerous thing. I think what you're basically saying in a few more words is, we can take a little bit of control back. And I think a lot of time people forget that. And we're on such auto mode. And like it is literally in the com the social media company's agenda to, for you to be on the app because the business model is you see the advertisements. Yeah. They get more ad revenue, so on and so forth. So you want, and I'm not being conspiratorial. This is just straight facts. So you do have to realize that you are, it is a bit of a war here for your attention. So just by taking that control back and even if, like I don't go on WhatsApp, like my phone, my watch is just buzzed off to tell me to move. And that's like one of the notifications I have for my blood flow. But even if you just open up your WhatsApp, uh, sorry, if you open up Instagram, before you open it up, think what am I actually going on here for? Like if you're going on there to relax or like to just have a chill out and just scroll through some stuff, fair play. But I think there's something to be said about setting the intention for what you're about to do because all too often and it's scary to do this and this is an experiment for those who haven't done it but what you'll find is that you've kind of memorized the muscle memory the pattern of finding out where apps are on your phone so i can tell you now if i scroll up on my phone and go to click uh like use the recommendations like the recommended apps i know exactly where whatsapp is because that's the app i go on the most so what I did is I turned off suggestions for WhatsApp. And then so basically when I scroll up on my phone, it doesn't recommend it anymore. So the, over the last three days, I scroll up on WhatsApp and go to click it where it automatically was. And there's another app in its place. And what's actually happening, I'm opening this random app. And basically what's happening, my primal brain is just trying to open up WhatsApp when it doesn't exist. Yeah, and like yeah, if you don't have if you don't have the like automatic suggestion feature on fair enough but i can guarantee you probably have like whatsapp on your home screen or instagram on your home screen i'm not saying delete it but just move it into a different folder or move it into yeah, a different place yeah. create and friction create that friction and just observe yourself like your habits when you're on your phone and that's a really 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 like enlightening thing to do i think i think there's a lot to be said on routine in terms of like getting productivity getting the most out of it but i just want to kind of finish on well not finish on this as a couple of points really but routine is a great way to implement small steps towards your goals basically i mm. think i said this earlier in the episode so if you've yeah. got a big goal of like i don't know uh i don't know like getting fitter or something like that like just adding in small little things each day to your routine that can help you get towards the goal. Maybe you mm. go for a walk at lunchtime instead of sitting on your phone. 
all those little things add up over time and all of a sudden you're a person whose identity is oh i'll go for a walk on my lunchtime rather than oh i'm a person that just like just does what everyone else does and sits on the phone like you can the routine can craft in the habits so automatically that you don't have to think about the habit process you just do it and i think that's where the magic lies with it yeah yeah absolutely mate i think that's a nice summary actually with routine it very much links into what we spoke about last week um i think probably a good good time to for us to transition into sleep um and i think mate how did you should we did you want to go into a little bit of like um like kind of like a, a couple of like sort of processes behind sleep and like why it's important or did you want to just go straight in with like sleep routine or how did you want to deal with it so let i think we'll go into the We'll go. We'll give in a bit of the backstory, but before we do that, I just want to finish really quickly on the routine thing because this is how it ties in. Your routine for me, it is like your routine is like on a long line. So if you're looking at the screen now, I've got my hands up, creating a box. My hands are a distance apart. So my left hand is saying that's my start of my day. My right hand is saying that's the end of my day. It's so important to, I think, to try and get those start and end points exactly the same time each day. And what I mean by that is to mm. sleep at exactly the same time each day. Mm. And like one of the things is like sleep is so important, Roy, and I'll let you take that away. But for your routine, if you can sleep and wake up at the start of each day, your routine is going to kind of be the same every day in that sense. So you actually give yourself a chance to do things you want to do. But um, yeah, let's start off with a bit of context in terms of like what what you think is quite important, Rory, and I'll chime in on what like I think as well we might have missed. So I think with sleep, like obviously, obviously, you know, anybody, absolutely everybody knows how important it is, right? Yeah, we all know how important it is, and it kind of ends up being one of these things where it feels like a teacher telling you off at school, doesn't it? Oh, you need to sleep better. But honestly, like I think what i think so cool about sleep is it's how much it's like it's like the most natural bit matthew walker who's like the main sleep guy you'll see about these days definitely recommend his book while we sleep is sleep is our like um uh, our natural like like superpower or super drug like it's the number one thing that we have control over big control over which can enhance our moods um like fitness levels health uh productivity uh, energy levels like it, it's so, so powerful so i think it's important to just state that like you know we're gonna dive into not just like why what we found from our experiences but also a little bit of background behind it probably a good place to start mate is like circadian rhythm so like most people probably would have heard of like a circadian rhythm and it's almost like a little bit of like a body like it's almost like a body clock in a way that's probably another way of putting it and it works through kind of your your wake your when you wake up um all the way through to when you go to sleep and what you find is people who have better quality of sleep have a more kind of in tune circadian rhythm um and basically it's like a it's like an inverse relationship between cortisol and melatonin so when you wake up in the morning um, particularly when you get daylight exposure or light exposure, cortisol rises. And basically for the first half of the day, like it peaks around midday um, for, mo for most people. And then it starts to taper off as kind of we go into the evening, as it starts to get dark and melatonin rises, uh, rises, sorry, as, as, as cortisol goes down. Um, and that's basically like the inverse relationship. And the better you can get that, 
the better like not only the better your sleep but like the better quality your sleep as well so there's like this like what i suppose I'm trying to say is there's like this physiological process going on it's not just like you know a, you know 30 winks as it were like there's actually things going on in your body that are kind of dictating when you're going to feel energetic when you're going to feel tired so it's important to know that if you can nail that you'll you'll already be on a good footing that's same fair mate yeah definitely and um i just want to kind of chime in a little bit of the like in the biology kind of way the sciencey kind of way because a really interesting fact that i found out um was that when you sleep basically your body kind of expects when you go to sleep so this is why we kind of this is again where the routine ties in for me yeah so definitely you know let's say for, for me and you rory we're probably looking at winding down about nine between nine and ten because we're getting up at five half five so naturally then we have to think about like why do we start to feel tired because or why, why sometimes do we feel tired like maybe on monday to friday but when we're out and about and we're doing things and we're in like we're, we're at a restaurant or there's like we're kind of out with friends at a bar like why do we not feel as tired and there's a lot to be said here so in our normal routine our body will start to release whatever hormones like as you say melatonin cortisol, um stuff yeah. cortisol exactly so in our routine it gives our body the chance to just kind of regulate this process so it's just like right nine o'clock rolls around we're in a familiar environment the lights are low there's like little there's only a little bit of like mental stimulation it's probably start time to wind down and then the same goes for when we're waking up so if we have a solid sleep wake routine our body knows oh, okay so you, you usually get up at about half five and i think the the idea is that what happens to our body is that two hours before we go to wake up um our body temperature hits its lowest point mm. so when it hits its lowest point that it starts to start then wa warming up because to, to kind of counteract that and that's what slowly starts our wake up process and then basically as we warm up we actually wake up and this is where the phenomenon comes from where you'll forget to set an alarm but yet you still wake up at bang on the right time it's because the body is so used to that process that it kind of like it knows like without your external alarms and stuff like that and i think so many people like i've been criticized for this like so many times like i live a too much of a rigid lifestyle but when you start to understand that kind of science you kind of understand why like athletes like people who are really mentally clocked on and just like people who take life you know want to be the best in life they take the sleep seriously because it's these kind of processes that are always happening that you just kind of forget about or you don't even know about and the amount of times i've heard people turn around to me and say nah i i'm not really bothered about sleep it's not that important like there is a time to say that i think there's a time for spontaneity there's mm. a time to be like you know just fucking like let's go out and live life but like i think 90 95% of the time we've got to give our body a chance and just let it do what it's supposed to do with those type of processes yeah definitely mate definitely um and, and that's the thing isn't it it's understanding like what it's what it's offering you and it offers so much um something another little bit of like the science stuff which people might find interesting is um like have you ever like got to an evening and you're just absolutely shattered like you, you when your head hits the pillow you like just fall asleep instantly 
So like one thing that I hear a lot, particularly from new clients and people who are new to exercise is as soon as they start training, they start sleeping better. And that even goes like if they just start training, they're not necessarily improving their diet or looking at too much yet. They're just training. You still hear it. And like, I've always been curious as to like, okay, well, why does that actually happen? You know, obviously we've got this hypothesis that, well, if you use more energy, you know, you're going to be mm. more tired, but like, um, we, we've got this thing called adenosine, um, and going right back to kind of like energy systems at uni and stuff. Like we have something called ATP, which is like the body's basically, um, kind of like form of energy, adenosine triphosphate. And basically energy in the body cannot be um like destroyed it just transfers from like like one um one entity to another and like what's really interesting with like atp is when we use energy which is atp it then transfers into adp so like it loses a phosphate and basically like adenosine is sleep pressure so like the more adenosine you've got the more sleep pressure, the more sleepy you are. So what happens is obviously when we train, we go, we train, we use energy, we we, we um, use a ton of ATP in our muscles, uh, in our body, and we raise like the amount of adenosine in the body. So like the sleep is so much better when you exercise. Like that's why people get this massive like increase, like pretty much straight away in their first couple of weeks in like sleep quality because there's this big boost in adenosine. So like there's so many things you're doing with the routine um like with with the circadian rhythm with like exercise that are having such a profound effect on your um quality of sleep if you like so that's that's quite a cool one for people to know i think i really like like that one yeah that's that's amazing like i i, I knew roughly of those systems but i didn't know that's the kind of effect it had and like your exposure to new clients and stuff like that like you've took me back there because that's the kind of way I, I would have thought like oh, I'm knackered because of like I've trained and it's you do kind of I think there's a sense of accomplishment as well it's like there's like the expectation effect where you expect to feel tired but the science behind that that's, that's like really mm. fascinating it's it's worth saying as well mate, that like sleep reduces adenosine so like basically like when you don't sleep and you feel groggy and you feel tired and you're low on energy like this is essentially what's happening like your body's unable to replenish the adenosine you're left with sleep pressure so you will feel like kind of the you know it's it's almost like you know let's say you've you've not charged your phone the night before or you've yeah. partially charged it and you start the next day on like 40 percent, 50 percent. it's likely that by before the end of the day especially if you've got an iphone your battery's dead it's kind of like a really simplified way of like your energy levels really um so that's like that's worth knowing and, and honestly exercise as well even if you have days where you are tired um or you are stressed it's so important that you continue to exercise because it keeps that balance there um i'm and and you know what as well like i think it's the amount of people who've slept terribly started training like you know really consistently really like fairly frequently you know even if it's two three times a week and i've saw that change it is incredible so it's definitely worth like considering that i think yeah i think obviously if you've had like a, like two hours of sleep you've there's levels to it but there's something to be said about moving about just kind of mm. you might not be training like doing deadlifts 200 kg like maxing out but you you still there's a benefit just to moving your body generally but 
for those scientific reasons, like now you start to understand why, like why it's so important. And I think there's something to be said if we strip it right back here when we were cavemen, whatever. Like we pretty much had to move at some point during the day, regardless of the sleep. And so, just to simplify it, really, really, really a lot. Like just think about it to what the cavemen would do. Like they wouldn't lie around all day. They'd probably have to move or do something like that. And they would have tapped into that system the adenosine and whatnot, but mm. obviously they wouldn't have had the education for it. I think there's something to be said here as well. This is something I've thought a shocking amount about recently um, because I've been known to get stressed from time to time. Uh, and I, I've noticed a direct correlation with me being able to handle stress and my sleep amount. So if I sleep good quality and if I have a consistent week of like, seven and a half hours i would say roughly that's kind of where i'm like time um sorry uh experience has told me that that's kind of where i need to be to feel good to good plus um if i start dropping below that for even one day two days definitely we're in trouble territory my tolerance for stress and and just being able to deal with like life's problems or work problems it really does diminish and so i I find myself getting much more frustrated um i think we've you know let's let's be real like we've all experienced what it's like to have no sleep or very reduced amount of sleep and you can probably relate to this but you know with all the symptoms but for me the stress and being able to just take things in my flow really just drops to nothing and it's like everything's a big problem i'm thinking oh fuck this i can't be bothered with that or you know like and it, it as soon as i have a couple of good nights sleep that goes away and i like this um this explanation from andrew huberman on basically what sleep allows us to do and he i'm gonna butcher it up here but he uses like a u-shaped formula and we kind of on one side of the U is like um, tolerance for uh, stress and everything like that, and all the all the kind of stuff that we want. And then there's the negativity side of things, like that. That you know, it's not good. Like you know, and like basically, when we sleep well, it kind of changes the height of the U a little bit. So it, like, we slowly start going between the two sides, but if when we sleep less like it's like a v we're literally mm. like we can just drop off the edge and we can't come back and mm. i think there's something to be said there for like just kind of like keeping that mental model in mind so when you sh- like things start happening and you know you've not had enough sleep just know it's like it's going to be difficult to get yourself back up that you or the v in this case <laughs> i know again butchering this up but I, I i yeah i just love like just keeping that in the back of the mind just to know that like just be kind to yourself in those times. There's a lot of like stress increase, anxiety. There's a that's a massive one. Um, yeah, I mean, what I, could you like name stuff that happens in your life when you have sleep and don't have sufficient sleep? Yeah, yeah, mate, definitely. I think um, like I think it's probably a good another good thing to like to highlight to people that like something I wasn't aware to and aware of until fairly recently is that we sleep in like 90 minute cycles. Yeah. So like rather than aiming for like, um, like seven, eight hours of sleep, really like the kind of more like, I suppose science way to look at is you're looking for like four to six cycles of 90 minutes. Um, I believe the recommendation is to get like 
almost to get full replenishment of sleep. I think more like six, you know, is going to be optimal. Um, and like we go through different stages. So like I find this really interesting. So there's like five stages and like stage um, stage three and four are like deep sleep, which is like your restoration. Um, stage one is basically like transition from like wake to light sleep. Stage two is like light sleep um, where like heart rate, brain activity slow down. And then stage three and four is like deep, so actual like restoration, like feeling like replenished. Um, and then stage five, REM. So this is like probably a good one to tie in now. It's like, so my understanding of REM is that a lot of like skills you learn um, in the day and a lot of like um, almost your ability to like complete a task and remember how to do that task. Well, a lot of that is like stored in REM sleep. So like I know that like for me, if my sleep's low, I struggle to recall, like recall, like things I've been trying to learn and stuff. So, like, I struggle to remember, like, what you know, what may have happened, like, you know, when I listened to X podcast or you know was on X course. So, like, for me, it's the memory thing, like recalling it back, yeah. like it's store. It's almost acts as like um, I suppose like a filing cabinet, really. Um, so I definitely associate like like memory as well. So, like, I'm sure as well. Now you'll have to go and check it out, but like, I'm pretty sure they're starting to correlate, like. REM sleep so like shift works are notorious for like having like higher like mortality rates aren't they and, and they think that like a lot of things to do with memory poor health is attributed to like a lack of like REM sleep so that's really interesting so definitely like for me like memory um, obviously sluggishness like if I've not slept and again like that all affects your ability to respond to stress so yeah mate 100% just just kind of like mimic what you said really and I've definitely noticed that that difference um and just i think the the kind of thing that summarizes it really well is just you can't focus the same like those deep work tasks that we were talking about earlier for me like being involved in a project or trying to work something somewhat complicated out it's just maybe i can focus it takes me longer to get into focus mode i can focus for less time and i just it just feels like a more so much more friction to that process and like and then i start to think to myself like damn like it's it's so simple just just have discipline around your sleep and you're you're not going to face this lack of like productivity because i look like we all love getting results we all love like moving closer towards the goal but then that that like that instant gratification you had last night when you started to you put on that extra episode of Netflix, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, is it really worth it? And then I, what I hope with this conversation is that it it kind of at least brings it a question to mind to say, yeah, we could watch one more episode, but like, is it going to be worth it in the long worth run? Will, it, I actually, yeah. will I actually enjoy this episode tomorrow when I'm more cognitively there to actually take it in, you know? And um, mm. something sick that I that you just brought to my mind with the REM sleep. There is actually something to be said when we learn like a new thing or we've taken a lot of information, like we can actually use that process within the day. So obviously, as I say, hyper-stimulated world. So we've got stuff going on all the time and we've got loads of information. But there's, if you're on a course, for example, and you get yourself on a break, the best thing you can do it's literally just stop like you close your eyes like just just literally stop everything I, I don't know what the timing for it is i guess it's going to be personal but you can actually 
they, the studies show, I believe, that when you stop doing nothing, you have like a like a mini version of REM sleep, and you start playing back all of these little moments that you've just had, and they start getting wired into your brain instantly. But I think of like so little times that we actually do have to stop during the day, like you were saying, like although it seems less productive because I think the, ne- the the thing is go, 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 get as much in as we can and then oh, we'll, we'll kind of like recover and relax later. But like you can actually be more productive by stopping and doing it and breaking it down into chunks. And the interesting thing is, based on that 90-minute um, sleep cycle thing, is that we actually work in the same way for focus. Mm-hmm. So optimally we wouldn't focus like and when i mean focus like as i say one thing at a time for more than 90 minutes because our brains just can't deal with more information or more than that um you start to basically see a diminishing return so if you're at 100 percent, slowly over the 90 minutes it's going to diminish down to i don't know it's an arbitrary number but 70 after that it's going to start like plummeting a lot faster so there is that diminishing return and I think the same thing can be said with sleep in a slightly different way. Like, I think the thing is people hear, oh, sleep is like the best thing ever. They're like, there's no way I could get nine hours of sleep. And fair enough, busy lifestyles, everything like that. But I think there's something to be said for, again, going back to the routine, scheduling in like a reasonable amount of sleep for you, whatever those cycles add up to be. Just each day, like do what's it's like doing training, like exercise. Like if you might not be able to do a six day a week training program, you might only be able to do three. You might not be able to do nine hours of sleep a day, but maybe you can do seven and a half consistently. And that's where you're going to see the massive benefits, I think. Mm. Yeah, mate, definitely. It's um, it's such a cool thing. Like it is such a cool thing. Um, I think probably something which like people are probably thinking is like, and it gets asked with everything is like is there any like supplements um yeah, we can take or i can take to like improve sleep um so i've got a couple i've got a couple here which like are have been shown to be you know pre- pretty useful um and, and some decent research as well in terms of like improving sleep um so i always like to refer people to with supplements is examine.com so yeah. it's a very impartial um really cool place where they they take all the studies done on all these different supplements and put it all into one place so i always say like before you buy anything um go and have a read go and have a read of the research and stuff on dosages on time frames and you'll get everything you need but just some ones which like i know we've both used mate which have been helpful um are magnesium glycinate so that's a that's a he's got it there he's got it yeah there mate I've, I've taken this mag magnesium glycinate this is obviously i've literally got what rory recommended to me so yeah so the glycinate's like so there's loads of different forms of magnesium magnesium glycinate's like got a better absorption so it's worth getting that one if you want to get the benefits of it and basically it's like a muscle and nerve relaxant he's gonna he's gonna drop some pills here we go he's gonna drop some pills this this is a voice note and scripted first. We're, we're giving you a visual representation of what we're actually talking about. It's not all yeah. arbitrary. Yeah, all right, exactly. It's it's a muscle and nerve relaxant, um, which goes hand in hand with kind of what sleep is also doing as well. Um, there's ashwagandha. Um, so basically, this is kind of like sort of a bit of like an anti-stress type supplement. 
Um, it's like an adaptogen. So the theory behind it is that it helps lower cortisol if high, reduce kind of stress. Um, the research is is decent. It's not like, you know, it's not to the same level as something like creatine is. Um, but there is some research there. You've took ashwagandha, haven't you, mate? I have. I've got it right here. And yeah, uh, like so got it. I'll let you I'll uh I'll let you finish off, but um I have taken it and yeah, I'm gonna you know go for go for the supplements. I'm gonna give like I'm gonna chime in and ask a couple of questions. Okay. Um so then the next one is L theanine. Um I actually really rate this one. Um more than the ashwagandha in my opinion. Um it helps that the, the kind of uses are again reduce anxiety, promote relaxation. There's a nice uh, thing with L-theanine if you're a high caffeine drinker. So it helps reverse. So from from the study, um, from some study, and I did like about eight, about six, seven, eight months ago on a mentorship I was on, they were talking about how the pathway that basically um, caffeine works through to promote like alertness and stuff. L-theanine is almost like a an opposite effect. So if you have a lot of caffeine, L-theanine can be quite a nice one. Um, I felt pretty good on that pretty relaxed so like again that's just anecdotal that doesn't necessarily mean anything but mm -hmm. um that's just some thoughts from me and then the final one is zinc so zinc chelate or zinc picolinate again better absorbing versions than some of the other ones uh and if you've got suboptimal testosterone levels it's been shown to have a positive effect on that um not if you have got optimal testosterone levels i don't think it does too much um but also a, another really important kind of like micro uh, nutrient and like vitamin and mineral uh panel you'll see zinc you'll see zinc in a lot of places um and that's another one that kind of like is is put in like sleep supplement sort of stack so there's a few there yeah for sure and i think again with anything like this we have to all i always think of the placebo effect so you could buy the most expensive supplement and it could be it could actually just turn out to be a sugar pill you know like obviously you, they can't sell that but i think your expectation of these things is 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 arguably more important than the than the like the biological effects on you um and for me like with the sleep supplements i take them i don't take them every night and this is kind of where I wanted to ask you the question, like what's mm. your take on it? Because I do think there's, um, we adapt, our bodies adapt quickly. And one thing I'm not very chimed in on is I guess like to monitor my physiology and like how I'm feeling, like there's something to be said for that emotionally as well. But but with specifically with supplementation, I, I would struggle to tell you, oh yeah, like I feel better for taking like l and I feel more relaxed than mm. if I didn't. So there's always that little thing in me is like, I'm just kind of doing this to tick the box rather than, yeah. you know, oh, it's having the effect. But could you say you actually like tangibly feel an effect? So I think the best way to, the best way to approach this is add one in at a time. So there's no need to go out and buy all of them and take them all probably straight away. You can if you want to. Um, if you want to kind of like supercharge it, if you like. Yeah. But what I'd probably say is, is get the basics right first about routine, about wake time, bedtime, actually yeah, getting at least seven, actually getting at least seven hours. So like if you can do all those things first and then once that's consistent, because these supplements won't replace that, like we know that for a fact. So, yeah. and then adding one at a time and actually track your subjective feelings. So like score on a scale of one to five or one to 10, 
mood, energy levels, how well you think you slept, um, hunger. You know, there's if you go, you know, you, there's loads of different things you can you can use subjectively. And let's say your energy levels are a five out of ten or a six out of ten. And then all of a sudden you drop into it like an L-theanine or a magnesium glycinate. And all of a sudden you think, actually, it's more like a seven out of ten. Like, you know, it's it's not expensive. It may be worth you taking that. So I think the best way to do it is add one in at a time, monitor subjective like um, data points and, and actually kind of go deep. And, you know, that way you'll get to the bottom of is it a placebo? Is it working? Is it working for me? You'll be able to kind of like distinguish from that. Yeah, I think, uh, and with the placebo thing, I think the the best way to approach it in either way is if you buy supplement, just like read the benefits, supposed benefits, and actually like try and convince yourself that they are the things. And you might just see, as I say, more of a improved benefit. Although it's, we're getting a bit kind of abstract with that, but um, no, it's a great point. I think I'm one of the people who will just throw it all in the mixer and not really evaluate. I'm like, right, fuck it, it's going to tick the box. As I say, that's kind of my approach to that. But what you said there really resonated with me. And so we're getting into the supplementation part of things here. And like, I think when everyone starts the gym, the kind of thing they want to do is like, oh, what supplements do I need to take? It's like, you should probably focus on the fundamentals first. And like, do we start approaching that thing towards the tail end of our optimizations? So yeah, the supplements are nice to have. But as you say, Rory, if you're not getting, you know, your seven hours, seven and a half hours, and you're not kind of winding down, you're not doing the, the other key things, the supplementation is going to have a minimal effect. Yeah, 100%. Uh, there's something to be said, like what is interesting, and again from Huberman, is that the supplementation can help those of us who struggle to actually fall asleep. So I'm not sure which of the supplements it is that kind of gives us that effect. It's not something I particularly struggle with. But you'll hear people take sleeping pills obviously i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole it's kind of like a it's not re a restorative sleep basically it might knock you out but you're not actually getting the same process as if you were like getting restorative sleep um I'm, my, my train of thought has just gone i was just thinking about so many different things but what i wanted to say was that you know with with these sleep things like give yourself a chance I, I really really i'm massive on this and it's so hard to do in the modern day again but like like the winding down aspect of sleep is so important like when i like actually rory this is a big one for you i actually sold my aura ring i got rid of it okay. because because I, I i actually know now know like by tracking the data what gives me a good night's sleep like mm. i can tell you kind of like when it was going up when it was going down but i felt like i was giving too much power away to how i felt based on the data i was getting back and although yeah, i tried to view it very um objectively like it's so difficult to disassociate yourself from like that feeling factor and for those um who've not heard of an aura ring it's like one of the kind of upmarket sleep trackers and it's a it's a ring instead of a watch which is a lot of where we see like apple watches and stuff garmin watches they do that kind of thing and it does give you some excellent feedback in terms of um kind of how you're sleeping and i think we're talking 200 300 pound for it but i think it's a great tool to use mm. to uh to kind of like to kind of evaluate these things and like 
for me, my scores went through the roof when I would have a significant wind down time. And when I talk about wind down time, it's like turn off these bright lights that I've got blaring at my face now. Um, turn off the screens. Like it's the thing is, everybody knows this. Like internally, you know that this is true, and it gets a bit boring for people to hear. But it's re- it's the effect it had on me so important that I have to kind of reiterate it. I actually put a candle on. So I get a candle on, I get try and get the le- light level as low as possible. I will put my little nightlight on, which is the giraffe thing over there. <laughs> and that kind of sets my body ready to kind of relax. It's like, okay. And basically what we're imitating here is low level sunlight. Because when I've got these bright lights on, it's basically saying, it's probably, it's still daylight outside. And to what Rory was saying earlier, these bright lights and everything they're delaying our melatonin release and they're basically making our body clock think oh it's actually earlier than it is so let's keep you awake and this is how kind of sleeping patterns get manipulated so for those of us who kind of could be a particular night owl if you're staring at your computer screen every day or every night and you start to do an extra half an hour of work you're gonna find oh I actually don't feel tired as early. And then the, the sleeping routine starts at 10 o'clock and all of a sudden it's 12 and you think, how has that happened? And it's all because like your body's just in this state of where it thinks, oh, it's actually still daylight. And that's why they all say, oh, don't view your screens before bed. Don't watch TV too soon before bed and all that stuff. But yeah, I'd love to know what anything like that you've got, Rory, that you kind of think helps you like routine wise or um, ritual wise get you to bed. Um, so yeah, obviously you've got sleep trackers. So you know, Aura Ring's probably, you know, probably the best one you can get. Obviously, quite expensive, but probably the best one. You with both, obviously, we both. You had an Aura Ring, yeah. You, uh, I I got one a little while after you did, um, and that's like you know, in terms of accuracy, meant to be one of the best for tracking sleep data. That's obviously helpful. It's I don't think it's a must. Um, obviously, Fitbits and stuff will track give you some sleep scores and stuff, how accurate they are. I wouldn't be too, I think the only one I'd really trust is aside from your own feelings is an aura ring. Um, mm-hmm. The sleep cycle app is pretty good. Obviously it it's not ideal, but it at least gives you a sleep score and some form of data. So that's okay. Um, but I'd more go off how you actually feel. Um, but in terms of anything I use, the only other kind of sleep tool I suppose I use is um and I, I won't say too much on these because again like you could go down a real rabbit hole with these but like blue light blockers so again a little bit what you were saying mate about how when we've got like bright lights from screens and stuff kind of like what 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 people term blue light um it kind of promotes a more kind of like heightened sympathetic state so you know alertness adrenaline like you said kind of like suppressing um, I'm, I'm sure it does suppress like melatonin in a way. Um, and that's why people struggle to sleep, you know, looking at your phone, looking at screens. But the reality is obviously, you know, I know for me, like the only real time to watch a bit of telly and switch off is before bed. Yep. So I'll yep. use blue light blockers. Um, mixed reviews and blue light blockers. There's not much research on them. Um, some people think they're like a waste of time. I quite like them. I think like they definitely make me feel sleepy um even if it's a placebo um and actually like just dimming the lights i find quite like yeah, dimming the lights you see off screens is quite relaxing so yeah that's that's in a nutshell that's kind of like like where where i'm at with sleep tools i think there's something 
again, it's like the morning routine thing. That structure of those things in that sequence of events. It's like, oh, so I've had just had a shower. I've just brushed my teeth. I'm actually getting ready to start my day. And again, I think the same applies at nighttime. The nighttime routine, having that wind down routine and just letting your body know I'm going to bed soon. It, like I can't believe how much of a difference it made for me. Like as soon as I turn the big lights off, get the lamp on, I might get a book out or I might just listen to music. Like that's my way of cognitively letting my body know, you know, it's wind down time now. And just introducing that some form of consistency and routine in that sense is so important. Like I think one thing I like to say is, Think about like babies, like, you know, newborn babies, their routines are all over the place. It's a nightmare. You just hear from like, I've not got kids, but you hear anecdotally, oh, it's like, I can't wait. To, like, we've got them in a routine now. It's a good thing. I just kind of want to end on the fact that, yeah, like as a baby, we really value that and we really thrive off that. And we know kind of how we're supposed to act. Our bodies can get into the right states. And like, if there's a little routine you had, like, you know, like if you hear about singing a lullaby, that's kind of like attacking sleep and a habit together, you know, in a really weird way. But so the, those little rituals kind of tell us, oh, it's sleep time, just as the same as it did when we were a kid. And I think if we, again, take a big step back and just kind of think as human beings, kind of fundamentally, what what makes us, what did we like as, what did we like as cavemen? Like, how did we go about the day? We ate kind of very clean foods. Obviously, there was no processed foods there. We had a very varied diet. We'd have, like, a certain amount of fats, you know, like what we could get our hands on. And then, like, as babies, what did we do in terms of routine? And I, I always try and fall back on that when I'm trying to overdo it. And, like, do the simple things right and m the rest of the complicated stuff, like like the sleep tracker stuff, like that's a nice to do way ahead when you've kind yeah. of got the fundamentals down. But yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to end on. Have you got anything else to add? No, Matt, I think we've, we've probably gone in quite hard there. We could probably do another one, to be honest on sleep. Yeah, Obviously, loads, we've gone into quite a bit there, but, um, but no, I think that's probably a nice place for people to start getting a bit more knowledge and start thinking about their, their kind of sleep routine in general. Yeah, for sure. And um, one question is always, like should i sleep more or should i like try and get up and go and do more work i think i think my answer is sleep more i think going going more at like going full pace at something isn't always the que always the solution maybe it's time to step back and just kind of like chill out a little bit and um as we were saying earlier just allow your brain to process all the stuff that's gone on and give yourself that chance but yeah that is voice notes unscripted episode six thank you ever so much for watching and listening and we'll see you again very soon for episode seven